Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Sport Press Podcast featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I'm Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Wheezy in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What's up? What's up, man? What y'all doing? Coach Lock back in the building. Say what's up, Cavs. What's good? What's good, fellas? Everybody all right? Yeah, man. Trying <laughs> to make it. Trying to make it, for sure. Yes, sir. Um, episode 319, the show about nothing but hot topics, volume three, going through the hottest sports news of the past week. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. And you better damn believe it, man. Let's kick it off. Best of the week, Jeff. What you got? Man, best of the week, we kind of talked about it in pre-production, but this is FSP Mad League, man. It's a uh, draft night was last night, you know. The Bills did okay. My Bills did okay. Hey, Jeff, I don't mean to cut you off. Okay, go ahead. You did. You had a really good draft, dog. But, no, it was a good, a good fun time. Seeing a lot of people, GM worker, look a little shady in the light. You know, I'm not going to call them out. You know, had a lot of picks. They didn't have a plan going into the draft is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, for sure. That's when you trade up late. And you don't really put a plan together. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Like I knew no. I couldn't get what I wanted in the first round. I traded out of the first round. I knew I couldn't get what I wanted. But it came <laughs> other ways. Hey Jeff. Uh-huh. Hey, Jeff. This this draft had me feeling like a for real GM. Cause I'm looking like, cause this guy's on my list and this guy's on my list. <laughs> I literally traded to get a cornerback of the future. Did not happen for me, man. Did yeah. not happen for me. So <laughs> not a fun time. Nah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, you hell, man. But, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, Jeff will slide you some dunks, man. Hey, <laughs> ain't nothing like that, dude. Uh, Weezy, what you got, buddy? Uh, my best of the week, um, man, uh, I just found out that Sonic Man is bringing back the cake better shake. And uh, that's everything to me. Man, I pulled up the Sonic yesterday, and I seen that, that cake better shake come across the thing, and I lost my mind. I was on the phone with you. I'm a milkshake connoisseur. This cake better shape from Sonic. Now, now, we use the same person in our group text. In our group chat talking about 
People eating McDonald's shakes and Wendy's shakes and all that, but they, and yeah. then you kept it for Sonic. Yeah, yeah. This is a limited edition shake. As the workout guru of the FSP podcast, don't lose everything you've worked for with these shakes. I've about been medicine ball this week. I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What, what you got, like, Coach? Man, I got a uh, former Boston Red Sox pitcher, David Price, man. He's giving every minor league player in the Los Angeles Dodgers farming system $1,000 out of his own pocket because the minor league season is going to be canceled. That's going to be roughly about 200 players. The last time they got paid was in May, and they were getting $400 a week. So it's not going to quite be that full 1200 that they were getting, but it's going to be 1000 It's better than nothing. And the other thing is David Price hasn't even pitched for the Dodgers yet. He hasn't even played in that system, and he's still doing this for their minor league. So, Yeah, man. Shout to Vanderbilt's own David Price. Home, hometown kid, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, my best of the week is quarterback speaking out, man. Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, both speaking out on the killing of George Floyd. And I respect this because we wait on superstar quarterbacks to speak out and they never do. I'm just going to go ahead and say, man, personally, like, I know Luka Doncic isn't from the United States, but he's around the culture enough to see how much this can affect people. Um, of course, you need your Tom Brady's, Tiger Woods, sad to say. Um, until they speak out, it'll be a different situation. Um, just like uh, Coach Locke's guy, D-Wade, said, uh, justice will not be serving to those unaffected or as outraged as those who are. So shout out to Carson Wentz. Shout out to Joe Burrow. Shout out to Paige Bukers, the number one player, high school basketball, women's side. Man, it's dope seeing that. Man, we need more people like him. For sure, most definitely. Worst of the week, man. Um, what you got, Weezy? Well, my worst of the week, uh, it happened maybe about an hour ago. I was not able to buy, you know, a shoe that I have a bank account full of money for, and I was not able to. I was not able to get the shoe, and uh, and it, it makes no sense that you have a bank account full of money with two or three credit cards, and 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 you can't buy the shoe. I I, I don't get it. I just don't understand it. I don't want to hear no stop, please. That's too much. I, I'm. I don't. I don't understand it. You have. You know. You work hard to get a shit ton of money, and you can't buy the shoe. It's fucked up. Let them know, then, please. My boy, yeah. double down with it. Two Ooh. times. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Jeff, what you got? I can't, can't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little upset I didn't get the same pair of shoes this morning either, but sheesh. You won, Weezy. Nah, I ain't got no jazz today. <laughs> of course, we know what's going on. We don't speak on that. You know, we've talked about that. It's a shame what's going on with that. That's by far my worst of the week. But for the sake of the show, um, kind of in the same realm, though, but when Amy Cooper called a cop on a black man for attacking her in the park, Line straight up line saying that a black man is about to attack her in the park. She called 911 all because she was in the wrong. She was in a park in New York, in Central Park, with her dog, but the dog wasn't on the leash. And the area they were in is an area where people go to watch birds. And a black man was there watching the birds and he saw her with her dog. And her dog was just roaming around. All he asked her to do was just respect the rules and can you please put your dog on a leash? And she went off on a tangent and straight up lied, called the police, 
and said a black man was attacking her when he was nowhere near her. Sure, it's a collective worst. Uh, my worst of the week, shout out to Priam. I know that uh, he is listening. Took an L in the Realville Championship Super Bowl. Word to the wise, do not play a head-to-head game during a peak hour on EA servers because in turn, it's Jeff. And I, was, I would laugh because Jeff was like, man, I can't throw the ball. I'm trying to hike the ball. I can't hike the ball. And I was like, man, he just needs to get internet service. No, no. It is the server. So there's peak hours. Me and Jeff play week one. Jeff, I will not be playing you at a peak hour at all because that was the worst situation ever, man. People lateraling balls. Man, I threw four picks. Man, like, and I'm trying to throw the ball. People wide open. I can't even throw the ball, man. So, um, yeah, shout out to Parhamar original um realville madden champion for sure man was, hey. and you threw four three of three of the four were bad picks though they no were, three. Oh no three three of them were a hundred percent not even my fault 2021 lock we hop in the madden tournament man 2021 2021 is 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 about to start they just did a draft for a week draft last night man. well 2022 <laughs> good season and all though man for sure man Stat of the week. Shout out to Bryce for this fine. NFL players receiving stats while over the age of 40 are sorted by receiving yards. Number three, Brett Favre, one reception for minus two yards. Tom Brady, one reception for minus six yards. And number one, can anybody guess? Most receiving yards? Yeah. Jerry Rice? 100%. 161 (laughs) receptions for 2,000 yards and 10 touchdowns at the age of, over the age of 40. Shout out to Bryce for that fine. The GOAT, I always say he's the GOAT and people don't really understand as to why. And I understand why, because he put a piece of chicken in a face mask. So, mm-hmm. It definitely knocked him back, back a few slots for sure. 100%. It did have definitely. chicken all over his face with Ooh. grease. Yeah. It took a picture. Yeah, he did. He did. So on that note, we're just going to move right along. So make sure y'all check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of episodes from FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. After you do that, make sure you go check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Bound and Spike Lou. Every Wednesday, the latest issue is up, the seventh anniversary mailbag episode. Were you guys able to check that one out? 100%, man. Shout out to the guys. Seven years of doing anything is a huge, huge deal. Checked it out, man. Um, some really great questions. Some FSP. Yeah, some wild questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Most definitely. definitely, man. Shout out to those guys, man. That's a huge deal. Um, speaking of a huge deal, Fresher Than the Average podcast, me and my dog, Animal Brown, a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We had an IG live show going through our favorite Jordan brand sneakers related to the last dance. You can check that out right now on the FTYA page. The entire episode is available directly for the culture. Where your kicks, man? Copper sponsor. Great show, man. Make sure y'all get A.B. some penicillin or something. Ooh. You know, he out here licking on shoes like Fat Joe, man. This, this ain't the time to be licking on shoes, man. Yeah, dead stocker. A- you know, this, this ain't the time. <laughs> that boy brought out three dead stocks. I said, ooh. That was a good show, man. They were, they were, they were flexing last night. That was, that was a big flex. 
That was the only shoes I got. Man. Loaded dicks. Not the only shoes I got. I don't got any other shoes. My boy hit him with the flex too. Oh yeah, these come out the mall. <laughs> As he's holding them out the mall, I had them for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. had to pull a couple strings from me early. Yeah. But uh, right. he got the major flex. They got the they got, they got OBOs, but you know they they they, they can get confused with the, uh, the with the New York teams. But just let you know, they got the, you know what I'm saying. Just the back of them. The flex about the whole the Jays though is saying he got them early when we're not going anywhere right now. <laughs> so he still he still got them early. Did not go anywhere, and he's not gonna wear them until like next year sometime. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got ten good rest in seconds. <laughs> oh, there, there you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> I laughed so hard about that coach. I'm like, why did he get them early? We're not going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, ten good rest. I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> Start the clock, man. Oh goodness! All right, so somehow, well, the WWE has figured out how to have fans in the crowd. Wow. Yeah. So they took a page from the AEW, and what they're doing is wrestlers who are not in the current match and are just in the building because WWE's essential workers in Florida are the crowd now. So to give people who are missing the crowd aspect of chance and, you know, just being interactive, now you have other wrestlers and developmental wrestlers and people who are, are in the building as, you know, working out or whatever are now considered the crowd. So that's one way they work around it. And it's definitely helped with the experience by taking closer camera angles and, and camera shots. It feels like there's an actual people. Now, mind you, they're not in the arenas and 30,000 seat arenas anymore. They're in their performing arts center. So it's like, at a, at a basketball court, well, a ring in a basketball court. And so it's 10, 20 people there, but it looks like way more how to shoot. So that's a good idea. When we talked about this before, we have a wrestling podcast started called 808s and Chair Shots. The first episode will be available on June 13th. That is, that is the weekend of the next WWE pay-per-view. Shout out to Neek. We got everything squared away. So the weekend of June 13th, we'll be out there for y'all. Be on the lookout for that. Be good to go. Me, 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 new podcast. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Yo, man, for sure. Now, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we can start with the first half, Wheezy. You have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners. I do. This week's award recipient is a Twitter user named Lexi. That's right. That's right. Twitter user Lexi Seals went on Twitter and started a campaign to get Mac McGlone to commit to Texas Tech. Uh She tweeted, and I quote, if Mac commits to Texas Tech, I will give everyone that liked this post $5. Well, um, that post went viral and got 25,000 retweets. Spoiler alert. Do some quick math on that, Coach. Mac McGlung signed with Texas Tech the day after over UNC, Wake Forest, Auburn, and Memphis. Lexi quickly deleted her account. Reparations are due, Lexi. We're looking for you. We need those $5. FSP, uh, we put in that retweet. So we need that. We need some on that. Did you guys know that Mac McGlung's cousin is the rapper Riff Raff? First cousin. Know that. Did not know that, but makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Well, more twenty five thousand, though for sure. Twenty five thousand, yeah, man. So, Lexi, where you at? We need those reparations. 
five dollars. We got to pay for some stuff here at FSP, man. You definitely like that reason. Send that twenty five to FSP, man. One hundred percent, man. Weezy, what we sending this out on? Uh, we send snail mail. Snail mail for that. Yeah, that's something light. Yeah, cause yeah, I ain't gonna use my prime for that. Yeah, cause we had people out here, you know, on people moms, and you know that yellow box of Cheerios getting crazy. So stuff like that, you're right. We get snail mail that thing. Yeah, and then Weezy has a whole bunch of money and three credit cards apparently. So, I mean, why are we tripping on five dollars? Planning, just planning account. <laughs> planning, you know. Also a great point. Also a great point. You guys ready to get started? The first half. Let's do it. Let's go. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What do you do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, nothing has changed. Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T H A on Twitter and I G. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jeff? J E L eighty four across all. Social media platforms. It's fat. Where you at, Weezy? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG. And I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. I love it. Yeah, you are. 100%. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter. Um, my mention's been pretty light. So, I mean, I mean, they got to ramp some shit up. Man. You know what I mean? People been nice to me this week. I, I got used to being the villain. Jeff, I turned heel. I got used to it. LeBron, the one, he couldn't, he couldn't take being the villain. I think I was all right with the villain shit. Um, you know, you know, we, you know, I'm just glad they eased out for you a little bit. It was rough for you for that one yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. And it's youtube.com slash Fool Sport Press. You can check out the entire simulcast here. Um, make sure that you go in and subscribe. Give us some likes. We got the uh, giveaway coming in June. So game on that. Let's kick it off, man. NFL talk. The Chiefs have officially started the process. Getting a long-term deal. Done with quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now, many have suggested he'll be the first player to crack right around $40 million per year for the Chiefs. The process to get Mahomes committed through 2026 is the main priority of the entire franchise. Is Patrick Mahomes worth $40 million per year, guys? Yes, he is. <laughs> for sure. If, if all the accolades he has, MVP, Super Bowl, his early career, if he's not worth it, who is? We've seen that majority of the time you're not going to go too far if you don't have a pretty good quarterback. So he deserves it. I'm all for giving him the money. I second what Locke says, man. You come in, your third year in the league, your first year you didn't play, second year you went MVP, and your third year you went Super Bowl MVP. Pay the man. Pay the man. <clears throat> Just give him the checkbook. Whatever you want. Just take it. Just leave a little money so we can pay other people. But you get whatever you want. You deserve it. You mentioned this last week, Jeff, that Pat Mahomes is going to break the bank when his time is, is due. And I really think that Pat is going to be um, paid exactly what he wants, but I think he'll take a pay cut, man, because they will be in salary cap hell if they give him 40 a year. They need to meet in the middle right around 33. Um, Mahomes made it clear that he wants to leave enough money on the table to get players around him. Those Super Bowl shits that we spoke on earlier, the MVPs won't happen if you don't have players around you. So, But this deal will set the table for Dak, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. So um, I think we have to get ready to, for Pat Mahomes to shock the world. I think he's smart enough to make that decision. And he's young enough. 
he's you know this is year three right right going to year four excuse me so he and he's young enough to where if he takes the pay cut for this deal here and keeps his place somewhat closer and now he's not gonna have a great season like that second year all the time or Super Bowl MVPs but as long as he stay maintains top five QB in the league they'll give him good faith money on the second deal on the third deal excuse me at the end, towards the end of his career give the big boy signing bonus and things like that. Hundred percent. I I got a question. How long did that prolong Andy Reid's career, coaching career? Oh, it gave him at least another three years. Five easily. Yeah, for sure. Easily, okay. especially with all the weapons that he has around him. Like, yeah. like Jay mentioned earlier, we know Andy Reid is a great offensive coach. You know, he can just put in things you don't really see. He's gotten over that hump because the knock was he can't win the Super Bowl. Now he's got that off his back. So now it's just he can just go out there and coach with ease now. House money. All right, let's move on to a sport we don't talk about a lot on FSP. The National Hockey League <laughs> announced this week they re- they plan on returning to play the rest of their 2019-2020 season. So here's what's going to happen. They got they got a couple of modified changes to their format. Highlighted by they're going to have 24 teams will return to play and they're going to vie for Lord Stanley's Cup in two hub cities. So we're going to do like this. The regular season is done. Don't even worry about that. So instead of having to play in for those eight spots and seven spot positions, 24 teams are going to resume play, top 12 from each conference, and they're going to fight out for the Stanley Cup at the end of July. Is this a big deal or a small deal for sports guys? I think this is huge, man. The NHL will be on center stage, something that they usually aren't used to. Usually by the time that the NHL playoffs come up, baseball's rolling, of course, the NBA is in full swing. Uh, if you're hockey fans, you're just happy to see 24 teams and uh, getting some, some residuals in your hockey life because, man, hockey has never been on a stage like this, and it's going to be really great for hockey. Especially with you, you're adding eight more teams that would typically be in your playoff because normally they only take eight from each side. So you only have 16, so that you're going to have 24 now is going to give you more teams and more chance to see more hockey for sure, and then you're going to have more games. So that's that's a big deal for the NHL and itself, just being able to put more teams in the playoffs. I mean, I congratulate hockey. Uh, they they took a step and they made a decision. They're going forward with it through this whole, and I think that's what I think that's what means the most during this whole coronavirus. Even with the big companies like Amazon. They didn't take a step back. They said, well, all right, we're going to throw this in a roll with it, and then made that man trillions of dollars. Uh, football didn't take a step back. We're going to roll with the draft, keep going, everything going. And it is, it's, they're still making money. At the end of the day, this we got to have sports. we got to have sports. They got these, these players have a job. And this is, the, this is the first time I think players really feel like, man, shit, we got a job. We got to go out there and play to make money. We, they got to work, you know what I'm saying, to get these checks. So moving on. Forbes released their annual list of highest paid athletes like they always do. And we have a different woman sitting atop the list not named Serena Williams. Who is it that you ask? It's Naomi Osaka, tennis player, young tennis player, 22 years old. She brought in $37.4 million this past year, which broke the record previously held by who? Serena Williams. Now, Naomi was 29th overall on this list, who was led overall at number one by Roger Federer, who had $106 million brought in in one year. Are you surprised that Naomi was the one that was top of this list when it comes to female athletes? No, not at all. I mean, she's marketable. 
Um, she's young, you know, she's dating a rapper right now. So in turn, a lot of the things that move the needle, she's doing all of that. Naomi Osaka, man, is in a situation where she can capitalize off it and kind of pick up where Serena left off and also Maria Sharapova. The thing is she has to win, though. Like Sharapova not winning, um, Sharapova made so much money just because, you know, she was the it girl, um, tall, beautiful soccer, not soccer player, but a tennis player. But at the same time, now you have Osaka coming in and can do that. She just win. She doesn't win matches, uh, a lot of championships, things of that nature. If not, it'll be lost in the soft. So, hey, hey, I see you, boy. I see you. So I was say, I'm going to leave it alone after that. Hey, he see. better keep, Jeff, he better keep her close. And what he needs to do, he needs to drop that YBN shit that he got going on. He got to get rid of them. He got to get rid of them. He got to get rid of those guys. Cut the fat meat, YBN. Cut the fat meat. You, you and your lady at this point. Just, hey, look, like, like, we, like we talked about last week, you know, sometimes as you get up higher, you know, you got to, you know what I'm saying, you stay cool with your people, be like, I can't take you over here all the way. Her DMs popping, I know that. Her DMs are popping. What? No. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Okay, I'm, okay, we're we, we going to move on. We're going to move on. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to move on. Okay, so Rip Hamilton was appearing on the All The Smoke podcast this week. That's his podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. That's a good listen. If you got time, to check that out. See your favorite players in very open and candid uh, atmosphere, I'm going to say. Rip Hamilton believes that his Pistons, during that magical run when they won their one championship, one championship, he believes those Pistons would have won three championships if they would have drafted Carmelo Anthony and not Darko. Quick history lessons for people who don't remember what went down for the Darko Militis pick. The Pistons were coming off a 50-win season and appearance in the Eastern Conference Championship. Made a trade, got all the stuff out of there. Somehow got an unprotected draft pick, and it was the number two pick in the draft, I believe. Yeah, number two pick in the draft. Um, Chad Ford, then writer for ESPN, was just – Taken aback by Darko, um, saying he was a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Um, you've never seen a player run the floor as Darko did, play the three, four, or the five. And the Pistons and Joe Dumars bit the apple and did not draft the generational talent that is Carmelo Anthony. And as you see, that Pistons run stopped after one championship and a second finals appearance. Now, guys, do you believe Rip Hamilton in his way of saying that the Pistons may have won at least three chips if they would have drafted the great Carmelo Anthony. When you initially hear this, it sounds crazy. But like you said, if you think about it, they beat the Lakers 4-1 in 04. They went right back in 05 and lost to the Spurs 3-4. So if you got Melo on that team, you might he might be able to sway that one game. You never know. So that could be two right there. Now, three's pushing it. You know, that next year in 06, they lost in the conference finals to the Heat 2-4. And then the following year, they know seven, they lost to the Cavs in the conference finals 2-4. So it's not as crazy as it sounds when you first hear it if you look at what they did and if you put Melo on those teams. Mostly, I would say they probably would have won two, though. I don't know if they would have three-peated, but I could see them beating the Spurs in 05 if you have Melo on their team instead of Darko. I don't think he was telling a lie at all. <laughs> you get a young Melo right there, when, he, when Melo was being Melo, and he can – he could come to that team and be free. And he had to be no leader or nothing on that team and just shoot the ball and get his buckets. He already had a leader in, in Rasheed Wallace and he had a leader in Chauncey Billups. And he had a real and they had a good system. And they had all Melo had to do was go shoot the ball and not play defense. You gotta remember, this is when Melo 
Melo took his team in Denver to the playoffs his rookie year, right, in the Western Conference. Melo was a dog. This is before the league changed to the open format that it is right now, positionless basketball. When you had players like Melo then that could get a bucket on whoever was in front of them, that was at a premium. Like, Melo, he gets – he gets crapped on right now because how the league looks at him. But young mellow, braids mellow, Denver mellow, that was something to watch, man. And you got you you get to have that guy as an ad, like as somebody as a, just an add-on. He wasn't even he doesn't have to be the guy to do every, anything every night. You put that in Detroit, and then you can move Tayshawn to the bench and run with the second unit as a defender and can play in, and then and maybe in clutch moments as well. And that could have been amazing to watch, but they overthought it. I think 100% the narrative would have been different about LeBron James and Melo. There's no way that those Bron teams beat that Detroit team. There's no way. Because it's so many players on that one team. It was You can kind of let people's careers go out the way that they want to go to. Chauncey wouldn't have to shoot the ball as much. Rip wouldn't have to shoot the ball as much. And you got Rasheed down there is in a different situation. At the time when Rasheed was playing, Rasheed was a top five power forward, power forward center, whatever position he played for them in the entire NBA. And everybody, I know people listen saying, Melo doesn't play defense. Before Rip Hamilton got to Detroit, he didn't play any defense. Chauncey Billups didn't play any defense in Boston or Minnesota, wherever the hell he was at. That team made people play defense. And I think Melo would have transitioned and played that type of defense that Tayshawn was playing, but not at the level of Tayshawn. Tayshawn was top five defender in the entire NBA. But it would have been a different narrative of Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. And I think that is what we were robbed of, for sure. Yeah. It would have been a whole different Melo. Because he, he's, he's coming into a team full of leaders, full of people with experience. Instead, yeah. of going, instead of going to a team where he had to be the leader, had to be experienced. Yeah. Ben Wallace was the person that came out and said that, we were fine with the team we got. They were. And they, they contended for a long time. But as far as going further, their careers going further, Carmelo Anthony would have been a perfect addition instead of Darko Miller. For sure. They fucked up. It was a bad pick. Oh, man. You guys ready to get started with halftime, man? <laughs> Let's go, man. Yeah. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it. Kobe Bryant, man. It was the year 2002 during the NBA Finals. Kobe Bryant has made himself some unexpected enemies. Supposedly, Wheezy, a New Jersey mob tried to give the late Lakers legend food poisoning right before the finals. Now, the rumor came out that a L.A. talk show revealed. Apparently, people kept calling the hotel after the rumor got out to ask about a burger. Kobe Bryant ordered a bacon cheeseburger from a Sacramento Hyatt hotel. That night, the hotel delivered 1,700 dishes, which included 300 hamburgers. Now, Lakers trainer Gary Vitti apparently was firm that the poison was in the burger. As per Vitti, Bryant started vomiting and had diarrhea for six hours after he ate that burger. Vitti said that he actually wanted to eat Mexican, but ended up canceling that because he didn't want to fall sick. So he added that surely the New Jersey mob was behind the poison burger. Yeah. Well, whoever tried to mess up Bryant surely fell flat on their face. The Lakers crushed the Brooklyn Nets in that matchup. Bryant must have used the principles from his mama mentality. He went on to average 27 in a four-game sweep against the Nets. 
good try, not good enough for Kobe Bryant, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe that story. I Me totally too. believe that. Please, I totally, that nasty. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought uh, you were done. I had some uh, experience like that. I remember when the Rams came here a couple years ago, and and they stayed, they stayed, they stayed at the Omni Hotel. Oh, shit. And they stayed at the Omni Hotel, right? My bad. They stayed at the Omni Hotel. Nobody <laughs> tell this story. Hey, yeah. somebody, hey, you ain't supposed to tell this story, dog. Yeah, right. They stayed at the Omni Hotel. And Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley had ordered some chicken wings. And they came out to the cafeteria. And this is when the Tigers was doing really good. And the Rams was doing really good. Todd Gurley was having a crazy year. And, and uh, they said, you know, I'm going to make these wings extra hot. Such and such and such. I said, no, let me make these wings. You're not going <laughs> to sabotage them like that. He's on my fancy team, too, by the way. <laughs> You're not going to sabotage them like that. And, and so, though, that, so stuff like that happens for real. I, I totally believe that stuff like that happens. Wow. Hey, man, we need that. That's the insight we're talking about, Weezy. Yeah. There we go. You pod. So, that's next level pod. That's next, next level pod, yeah. bro. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Are y'all surprised with as much money these pro teams have that they don't travel with the personal chef and they don't make arrangements with these hotels saying, look, our own chef is going to cook food, going to be available 24 hours. So if a player wants something, they can just call their chef. But, hey, I want this. He go down to the kitchen. He whip it up. That way you always avoid things like that. Are y'all surprised that we haven't seen a team come out and do something like this? Uh, they do that now. They do that now. They have to. Because it was so many people that were getting food poisoned, getting sick in certain situations. Um, that's why they lowered the price of per game. So, yeah, a lot. Yeah. To answer that, 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 yeah, they had to. That does happen too a lot because, I mean, it's going to cost you a little bit more because, you know, you, you're going to come. But anyways, because I remember when uh, – what's the boxer from Nashville? Caleb, Caleb Plant. When he, had his, when he had his match, when he had his match at the uh, Nashville, he, his, his personal chef came and worked in our kitchen to cook all his food. Makes sense. I'm surprised it took them this long to do that, to be honest, because they're not missing. They're not missing that money paying no personal chef. They got yeah. these these teams got plenty of money. They're not gonna miss that by putting one person to travel with the team all road games. They're not missing that little money. So I'm surprised it took them this long to actually do that. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, for sure it was needed though, man. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Push through that, man. Push through that. Still got that W. <laughs> it was never in doubt against that next team. I mean, but still, it don't, get, it don't matter. Jeff still has damn near 30. Like, old oh, Shaq's team. Kobe has damn near 30. They, they didn't play nobody until they played Philly. No, no, man. You guys ready to start? It was How do you average 30? Okay, Jay. All right, all right. He's sharing it. No, no, no. He averaged 30 in the finals. I get that. But leading up to that, all through the season, all through the playoffs, that's Shaq's team. He averaged 25 through that playoffs, coach. What's Shaq average? I don't know. I don't More than 25. More than 25. You guys ready to get started the second half? <laughs> yeah, there we go. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, we are doing more topics, man. This is volume three. We're starting things off with some NFL talk. The NFL owners on Thursday approved an extension of their deal with Electronic Arts, continuing a relationship that existed over 30 years. It was also recently approved by the NFL Players Association. Now, the Madden franchise will continue to be a part of the gaming universe for at least the six years. The current contract was set to expire in 2021. That extension means that EA Sports will continue to be the league's exclusive publisher of simulation football games through 2026. The money equals out to be $1 billion for the owner. Damn! 
and 500 million for the players. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? 2K Sports and Bay another another contract length. You know they they were trying their best to get into the game and you know see what they can do again and nah just stick with basketball <laughs> and try the best you can do. They ruined the WWE game, but we ain't gonna talk about that. But um yeah they ruined WWE game. 2K ruined that. But Madden off limits. Well NFL off limits again to 2026. But the money that's coming in, we said one billion dollars. Yeah, one billion for one billion for the owners and five hundred million for the players. That's unheard of. That's crazy. Um, Madden saw its largest increase in gameplay, mainly due to the fact of the coronavirus. We notice now we have an entire Madden league that started up <laughs> late April, early May, and now we're right into our second year in that Madden. They got to fix the damn servers. I know that. They got to fix the damn servers. Mm-hmm. But once they do that, man, Madden will come out early August with the first look of their game. Lamar Jackson will be the cover artist for sure. Trust. I don't see anybody ever taking over the, the NFL football other than Madden. It's just they continue to do it the right way. And like Jeff said, when every time another company tries to do it, it's never enough. I just don't see nobody or no game company taking over the NFL and being the go-to NFL game anytime soon. So with the last dance ending a few weeks ago, we still have sports outlets, including us talking about the last dance, players giving their opinions about what's going on. Well, something has come up that has been mentioned on the last dance, but tell another side of the story. They have tape of Michael Jordan saying that he would not play if Isaiah Thomas played on the Dream Team. Now, Jordan admirably on the last dance said he had nothing to do with that. He did say that he was not the only one that had problems with Isaiah Thomas, but he said that he did not be the person to say he was not going to be on the team if he played. Well, Jack McCollum released audio, and on the audio it says, Rod Thorne called me, Jordan said. I said, Rod, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas is on the team. He assured me, he said, you know what? Coach Chuck Daly doesn't want Isaiah. So Isaiah is not going to be part of the team. Now, from that, we hear that also his own coach, Chuck Daly, didn't want him on the team. How big of a deal is this tape being released? Man, hey, listen, tape's ruining a lot of shit. Time has basically been able to heal, like, a lot of feuds that we saw, Shaq and Kobe, even Magic versus Isaiah. But we assumed that this one, because Isaiah had came out and said, oh, yeah, we've been friendly. But that was on one side. Mike never banged with dude. The entire NBA didn't bang with that dude. And you know how bad you got to be if your own coach is like, I don't want to coach this dude unless we're in the NBA. So please keep him away. So in turn, it it says more about Isaiah Thomas than it does about Michael Jordan. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas is not a likable guy, y'all. He's just not – Jordan, Jordan just don't like him. And it, if, if it was just Jordan alone, it would make sense, but it's not. His own coach didn't want to coach with him, dude. It, and it's no, and I, I ain't gonna Jordan, it's no secret. Jordan, Jordan said he didn't want to play with that dude. Now, you know, I mean, he might be higher than now because it's 2020 and Twitter's around and Instagram's around, but Jordan said that he started, I'm not playing if he ain't playing and he didn't play. And I'm gonna take the whole other side on this. Jordan controlled the narrative. 
There was no the only press that was able to go against Jordan was Sports Illustrated by saying he was bad at baseball. That was it. Back then, you didn't want to make Jordan mad because you wanted to keep Jordan coming to you giving you stories because he was the one that moved the needle. Those people – now, Isaiah was an easy kicking, you know, because he was the bad – they were the bad boy, the Pistons. You know, they beat up on the uh, Lakers. They beat up on the Celtics. They beat up on Mike. So, if we had if – if, if this same situation played out right now with the way the world works right now with 24-7 news cycles – this would be debunked a long time ago because you would see Mike really was the jerk in all of this. Like, come on, Jeff. You're on coach. Coach, we on a team. And and you on come on, man. And your own coach don't want to coach you. That hasn't that hasn't been confirmed. Because I read something right after no, hear me out. I read something right after the Rod Thorne tape leaked that said Rod said that to ease Mike's concerns that when he was the only one saying he didn't want to play with Isaiah. You see what I'm saying? If everybody, because there's two places in this world Isaiah can go and get treated like royalty. It's Chicago and Detroit. And so those places are saying, this is horse. This is horse crap. Like, no, nah, it wasn't Chuck Davis saying he didn't want to coach him. It was dude saying that to ease Mike. And what's crazy about it, once again, it's a person involved in this that we would never be able to hear from. Just like with Jerry Krause, we'll right. never be able to hear from him. We'll never be able to hear from Chuck Daly saying, validating if this is true or not, if he said it. So right. that's another bad thing. And also, now with this recording coming out, it's going to make people start feeling like, you know what, maybe Horace Grant isn't lying. Yeah. Maybe so-and-so isn't lying because yeah. the tape is saying totally opposite <laughs> what Mike is saying. It's discrediting what Mike is saying. So it's, it's going to be a lot of things now people going to start saying, well, you know what? Maybe Mike ain't telling the truth about all the stuff he's saying, which everybody knows he controlled the narrative of this story. We know that. He said that. We all know that. But it is going to make people start saying, you know, maybe we need to check Mike a little more often. Nobody check Mike. Nobody fact check Mike. Michael Jordan is a jerk, and he's the best player in the world. How you going to deal with him? So what you take it or leave it? What you going to do? Put the best player in the world on your team and a jerk, or not have the best player in the world on the team and let him be a jerk? But, bro, there's no way that your coach is. Well, I would much rather coach Michael Jordan and the rest of these 11 basketball players, not my own player. No way. That's just, again, I'm, what I read was Chuck never said that. That was just used to ease Mike. But, you know, Mike played, he played basketball. He also played baseball. Let's talk a little MLB. All right. MOB is trying to put together a new safety plan so they can bring the former national pastime, depending on who you ask, it might be football, back to the front lines. So now they're going to ban high fives, <laughs> fist bumps, and spitting. If you're familiar with baseball, you know guys like to have their gum, their chew, or whatever, or their dip, and they can't have tobacco anymore. They're dipping uh, stuff. and But now you can't spit. So Rocky, Colorado Rocky star Charlie Blackman told Sports Illustrated, I'm 100% going to spit. It's ingrained in my plan. I'm 100% going to spit. It's ingrained in my play, the way I play the game, whether or not I'm dipping or I'm chewing gum, I'm still going to spit. I have to occupy my mind. I have to occupy my time. It's like putting me on autopilot. Guys, are you, is the MLB still going to spit? Yeah, they're going to spit. You know, you have people that have their pregame rituals. They have their rituals when they're going up the bat. You have players that are superstitious. 
they're going to chew sunflower seeds. They're going to spit sunflower seeds. You know, they chew gum. They're going to spit. they outside. I understand why they're trying to do this because of all the corona. If you have a player that their ritual is, while I'm walking up the bat, I have sunflower seeds. I spit them out right before I go in the bat. Or after every pitch, I spit sunflower seeds. They're going to do that. Because in sports, as we know, when you have your ritual, if you're superstitious, you always will stick to that script no matter what's going on. I think this is – the MLB has dropped the ball during this whole pandemic, man. Like, like that that game is easily can be played with, with social distance. And to worry about spitting at a time like this is stupid. That's like telling basketball players don't wipe the bottom of your shoes, you know, more to get good grip on the floor. It's dumb. What they're trying to do is have a restricted area for you to do that. How are they going to police that? I mean, I understand. It's just ingrained in baseball, man. Multiple pitchers go about doing things like that. Batters, hell, even the managers. It's a major part of baseball. If It would be similar to NBA players and getting rid of mouthpieces, situations like that, man. You literally can't do it and with tobacco, especially with sunflower seeds. I understand you are 100% in droplet precautions if you are spitting out sunflower seeds or spitting out chewing tobacco, smokeless tobacco. But in turn, they can't police that, man, and nobody's going to follow those orders. All right, let's move on to college football. Coach Brown's team, the Georgia Bulldogs, in January, got a quarterback transfer by the name of Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. You know, he is be eligible immediately because he's a graduate transfer from Wake Forest. But it didn't stop there. They've added another quarterback. Weezy, your, your hitting team, JT Daniels from USC, is going to be a Georgia Bulldog. He missed all but one game in 2019 because of a knee injury. So he will have to attain a waiver if he wants to play immediately, which I doubt he will unless they pass that rule. But while he was there, he threw for 2,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions while completing 60.7% of his passes in 12 starts over two years. The depth chart is a little crowded at Georgia. You have Jamie Newman. You have JT Daniels. But then you have three other quarterbacks who are on scholarship. You have a senior, Stetson Bennett, redshirt freshman, Dwayne Mathis, freshman quarterback, Carson Beck. And they also got a commitment from Brock Vandergriff, who's a, the number five pocket passer and a number five thirty, number 35th player overall in the 2020 ESPN 300. How are they going to manage all these quarterbacks at the University of Georgia? And who do you see being the starter day one whenever we resume college football? It's a cluster in Georgia. Um, I think Steve Spurrier, we talked about this before, said if you got more than one quarterback, you don't have one quarterback. Um, I like Brock Vanderbrook. I like his name, number one. Um, that's probably the best quarterback name in the bunch. So I'm going with him. That's what I'm right. That, that's that's going to be the starter quarterback, just because of his name right there. Daniels, man, was the other five-star quarterback in 2018. The thing is, if he was in the 2019 class, he would probably be the number one quarterback. Goes to USC, gets hurt. But in turn, him going to Georgia is a sign that Georgia is 100% joining the tide because they lost Trevor, not Trevor Lawrence. Well, they lost Trevor Lawrence in state to go to Clemson. Then they lost my guy, Justin Fields. And look where they got them. So, hell yeah, they're going to double down. The starting quarterback will be Jamie Newman because I don't think Daniels will get the clearance uh, from the NCAA to play. 
in 2020. So you got a quarterback there with one year with Newman, and then you start things over with Daniels, and then the future quarterback is Jeff's guy. So, but yeah, getting burned, man, with Eason Fields, you can't beat him, join him. JT Daniels is the best quarterback on that roster right now. I'm trying to tell you, five star player. It's funny they got two quarterbacks on the roster from the show QB One from Netflix because Newman was on that show, and you have um, well, that, we, Jake Fromm was on it, so they don't have him there. But it's like they keep getting quarterbacks from that show, which is supposed to be the, some of the top quarterbacks in high school at the time when they record the show. Uh, but Brock Jeff, he's not going to be there this year. He has another year left. He'll be in high school, uh, but I could see him coming in and being a starter after JT Daniels is gone. Because JT Daniels is going to have three years left, I believe. So he'll play that year, which would be Brock's freshman year. And they'll probably redshirt him. So then JT Daniels will have two the day after that. And Brock will still have four. So I, I see JT being the quarterback of the future. And then Brock will step right in and take over. Then you bring in Brock after that with the highlights that he has. Yeah, it should, they should be fine. But with the way their quarterback situation is going prior to this, you never know what they're going to do in Georgia. That's the thing. Hey, Jay, it don't matter anyway because the Florida Gators going to win that, win that uh, SEC. Oh, you better know it. We got the East, big dog. That's done. But the thing is, the transfer quarterback is the thing, man. You got to have a transfer quarterback. Look at Kyler Murray. Look at Joe Burrow, man. Back-to-back transfer QBs will resort in some type of winning situation. Kirby Smart is realizing that in the worst way, man. He's stuck with his guy, which was Jake Fromm. It ultimately got him, you know, a situation where – because they were supposed to be – at least in the college football finals, at least in the playoffs, dog. at least, at the very least. Jake Fromm wasn't a quarterback to do that. You know, the quarterback that did that was the quarterback to let walk out of the door in Justin Fields, who will be the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Ooh, over Trevor Lawrence, huh? 100%. Yeah, look at the numbers, Coach. Look at the numbers. Does, anything, does any of that have to do with Lamar Jackson? No, nah, because Trevor Lawrence got more rushing TDs than uh, Justin Fields do. Nah, just a better. Yeah, pass. but always. Yeah, has but it. yeah, but who's the better runner? Um, who's a better runner? Yeah, it's pretty close, it's bro. No, nah, trust me, Tre- dude. Trevor Lawrence runs the ball way more than Justin Fields does. Yeah, he does. But if I had to pick, I would still say Justin Fields is the better runner. I think Justin Fields is a better passer. Better athlete. He's just a better athlete. Yeah, not for sure. Just that kid's special, man. He had 43 touchdowns, one pick, y'all, until the goddamn uh, finals. Yeah. You know what I'm Come on, man. Come on, man. Trevor Lawrence beat Tua. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Let's move on. Let's move on, y'all. Let's move on. Trevor Lawrence beat Tua. What you, no, Clemson beat Tua. The hell are you talking about? That team <laughs> – <laughs> Why don't you get started? SEC. What, what, what oh, are we no. doing? Here we go. See the SEC, though. It's still the ACC, though. It's still the ACC. Yeah. What happened last year? Hold on, man. What you mean, last year? ACC won that championship. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about y'all. Because ACC was the worst Power Five conference in all of college football. It happens. Oh, we the SEC ain't never been the worst conference in college. They never let y'all be the worst. Oh, ever. No, because exactly. we, we literally it's been it's been years where y'all were not y'all the best. They, they try to tell y'all they y'all. They gash the best. y'all up like y'all something. Like LSU's, Alabama's, Florida's, Georgia's, 
Alabama, LSU, Florida. LSU, Alabama. LSU won that first national championship, Jeff, since the early 2000s last year. I'm talking about last year, Jeff. I don't talk about it. It's last year. LSU, Alabama. Let's move on. Georgia was good. You just said Georgia can play national championship. I didn't say that. <laughs> you, lost Georgia, you know, Georgia, Georgia was good last year. Georgia, Georgia was good last year. Yeah, okay. It was good, but it wasn't. They weren't that god that vaunted SEC. Is what I'm saying. They were just with Georgia. They just were a good team. Jeff, they lost two games. Jeff. That's fine. Y'all gonna be in trouble. This shit. Y'all gonna be in trouble. This shit. Tennessee gonna be good. All Tennessee's gonna be good in two years. Is he gonna be good this year? Guarantee we beat the hell out of them. Again. Well, that's not considering them not being good. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. They'll still <laughs> lose five games. They lose five games. They're not good. Who's not going to be good is LSU. LSU's going to lose maybe seven games. They're going to be sorry. I bet you that. I bet you that. No, nah, I ain't going to do it. But I'm telling you, they're not going to be good. <laughs> and that is another show, man. Show number 319. Volume three. Mm-hmm. I was excited about this, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate everybody listening. YouTube.com slash Full Sport Press. Don't forget to subscribe. We're doing that giveaway soon. Stay tuned. Get everybody. Thumbs up. Still. I'm a friend shirt on for a reason, man. We just, together we stand, divided we fall, man. It's not a coincidence. Got my black friend shirt on. The black friends, all black friends. Stay in the house still. Pandemic still going on. Um, be safe. You know what I mean, I don't know what else to tell my people, but sure. wash, your wash, wash your hands. Wash your hands. What y'all think about? Wash your hands. What y'all think uh, about? Uh, here we go. Here we go. Disney World. Disney World opening back up June the 11th. I know what. That's cool. No, no, no. It's cool. I'm saying there's no reason for you to go, but it's cool. Oh, okay. What? People get cool jobs. Yeah. I just think that I think that I think that's how to open up sports world. If they can open back up June the 11th, got to be sports play, man. If it's gonna be flying, yeah, riding Space Mountain. <laughs> Let's get some basketball on the court, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be in line, they do we? They're gonna be in line. They're gonna be in line. Yeah. 100%, man. It's gonna be two people next to each other in Disney World in the teacup. They're gonna be doing it right next to no oh, in that teacup. All right, man. Now tweet us with the questions throughout the week in full sport press. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Wheezy. Everything paid for, baby. Not those Jordans. Oh, oh. Jeff. Okay, oh, no. Low fucking blow, brother. Low fucking blow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I couldn't get it. Get a drummer song. Your phone breaking up. Um, <laughs> the Revolution will be podcasting, man. We are out. Out about that. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.